we really want to pursue knowing God's love. And we talk a lot about this in the church, and it's so important to have that foundation of knowing who we are in Christ, because that's going to enable us to go and do the Great Commission. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. all right, there you go. Um, just as Seth is talking about that God has that fierce and passionate and aggressive love for the lost, he has that for you. He has that for you. And once you know how passionately he loves you, it's like you can't do anything but love the people he loves too, you know? So um, I kind of, through my own story, I'm going to make this point that, you know, you might not have a very strong first gift of evangelism. That might not be your strength, although some people that is like their one main thing, and, and there's a number of people who have that. But for me, <laughs> I, that, is not, that was not, when I filled out that spiritual gift survey, that was like somewhere in the bottom. And I always would say, you know, I really feel that my calling and what I'm really naturally good at, what comes out of me, I like to edify and build up and exhort the church. But when it comes to, like, the lost, like, I just think, that's not really my strength, and so I'll focus on the church, you know, and that's, that's how, that was my take it out. See, it's low on the list. See, I, it's not something I need to do, but um, what I have learned more and more is because I've learned, I've been filled with the love of the Lord, and I love him so much, he's been putting on my heart, his heart, for the lost, and I can't help in some ways, <laughs> but do the thing that he's called me to do, which is to, to show them, the people who don't know him yet, his love. And, and so what I do have, what is at the top of my spiritual gifts list is the prophetic. That's like number one or two. And so I have that. I use it. You know, I'm, I was over the prophetic team for a while. I was on the prophetic team for years. Um, and, and, you know, years ago, the Lord started prompting me to speak out in public to people. He would just, I'd see someone and I would get this feeling inside. I would know within my spirit I was meant to go and talk to them and give them a prophetic word. And um, over the last six months to a year, I've been doing that more and more. Um, I can't help it. It's like, I can't shake that feeling once I get it, you know. And what will happen is we'll be out somewhere, and I'll get the fe- I'll see someone, and I'll get the feeling. And um, I've kind of strayed away from, like, just don't look at anyone, and he won't do that to me, you know, because <laughs> definitely that feeling is there. Um, but what happens is I'll be out in public, I'll get this, this feeling that's the person, um, and then I'll just be like, oh, surely, Lord, this is not the time for that. I'm here eating with these people. They're eating with their friends. This is going to be awkward if I walk over to their table and say, hi, I have something that the Lord wants me to speak to you today, sir. You know, it's just everything in me says that that is the wrong thing to do, <laughs> you know. But over time, I've just, you know, repeatedly not obeyed the Lord and felt horrible afterwards knowing that an opportunity was just missed and I can feel the missed opportunity within my spirit and that's not worth it. <laughs> but then I've done it many times where I obey. I just keep obeying and I've been trying to get quicker at obeying, quicker and quicker. And, um, you know, so many, so many situations. But um, it's been amazing and over the course of the last while, the Lord has been showing me some things I'm going to share with you. Um, if God is speaking to me something about someone, 
there is something that he's already been doing in them. He's already been working in their heart. He's already, there's something going on in their life that they need to hear this. And that's the thing. I can't get over that God has something for them that he has given to me to give. Wow. Like, how is it that he's given something to me? I have something that they need. And I'm like, I, sometimes just that idea, what is it that I have? Oh, it's you, Lord. <laughs> Duh, you're the greatest gift, you know. But, but I can't, like when it comes to me, immediately I think, well, I'm just going to mess it up. I don't have what it takes. You know, I, you know, I don't really, I'm going to say it wrong. They probably won't feel the love of the Lord. You know, all the things that can, you know, lies that, that the enemy can throw at you. But what I know is that he's already doing something in them. So I'm not on my own. You know, the Lord is really, he's been doing something, and I can trust that this is going to go well because he has, he has already been moving in their life. Or they don't know him, and they need to know. He wants them to know that in their situation or the difficult thing, or, you know, that, that there's some good news that the Lord has for them. It's always encouraging, you know. And I just find over and over that people are like, huh. Wow. It's like a whole new idea they never thought of. And it's just amazing to see their face or for their friends to just, you know, that's really interesting, you know. And, um, and so it's been really cool to, to just share the love of the Lord and the thing that God's given me that I already know how to do. But it's just that boldness part and the not being afraid part. <laughs> that's the thing I have to get over. Um, and then the other thing is, like, people... You know, people, we encounter lots of people walking around every day. We see so many people, and we don't know them. And so, therefore, they don't have value to us. We see so many faces and shadows. But it's amazing how when I'm, like, assaulted in my day by the love of the Lord for someone, suddenly they have value to me because the Lord values them. So an example of that is I'm driving to the bank. I'm going to go to PNC. I'm on West Main. I can see the Target, Marshalls, Pier 1 Plaza right there. To my, and I see out of the corner of my eye these two guys walking in the parking lot past some buildings. I can just see them. And, like, all of a sudden my attention's caught. And, and I'm like, well, God, I'm going to the bank. You know, maybe if I go to the bank and then come back, they'll still be there. Then I'll know you're, you want me to do that. Don't do that. Don't, if God tells you to do something, just do it. I've had so many missed opportunities from doing that. Anyway, so I'm, I'm, I'm going, I, I was like, you know what, I'm going to go to the bank, and if they come back, I get in the left lane to turn left to PNC, and I was like, Ugh. so I cross three lanes of traffic, and I head over to these guys. I, I get into the parking lot, and I do like a drive-by prophetic word for these guys, and um, it's like, you know, they, it was amazing, they they were these kind of down-and-out-looking guys that you could tell they were like, it seemed like they were running away or they were skipping school or, you know, they, they just had this kind of lost boys kind of feeling to them. And I was just telling them how God valued and loved them and that he wanted to buy their lunch. And so I um, was going to give them money, but anyway, long story. But um, it, was, it was an amazing encounter, and it was amazing how uh, just the value for some perfectly strange people that I did not know you know, turned into I suddenly valued them now, you know. And, and that is what happens when you basically give your heart to the Lord to be filled with his love and to give it away. You know, you suddenly value people where they weren't valued before. He doesn't want people to remain in their pain. 
He doesn't want people to know that they don't have to they that they have to live life without him. Like he wants them to know that they can know him. I can't believe how many times like I'm like, yeah, well, I have this thing. And I'm suddenly like, wow, I have this amazing gift in my life. When I'm telling people, it's like, oh, yeah, this is what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to tell people about the amazing gift we have in our lives. You know, it's just making that connection. I know it sounds really simple, but to me, it's like this amazing idea. Um, So an an example of that is there is a girl in my photography class. And um, I'm taking one right now. And uh, last week, you know, I, we come in every week, and these two girls, it, it became apparent in the class that they have just had, like, two years out of high school or something. And they're young, and they just talk to each other. And um, so I've really never talked to them, even though I sit right next to them, because they really talk to each other, and the class is kind of you're in and out. And um, But the feeling I get with the one that sits next to me is that she's really sad. One of the ways I know that is that the teacher... Every week we'll say, so how's everybody doing? And she'll always go, ugh. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, it just comments she makes and stuff. But I can feel, I can feel the sense of heaviness in her life. And she's only like 19 or something really young. And um, she seems really young. And I just am aware of maybe difficulty in her life. But that's all. You know, I don't have anything else more than that. Well, anyway, I'm sitting innocently in my class last week <laughs> wanting to, you know, take notes and enjoy. And the Lord says, you know, I want you to give her a word. And so right then I'm like, okay. I haven't said a word to these girls yet. I don't have any relationship with them yet. I don't really know them at all. What am I going to do? Okay, give me something, Lord. What, what do you want to say, you know? And uh, a lot of times it's simple things. But then as I start talking to them, it'll grow, you know, because the Lord will kind of download after I say yes to him. And so... um so I, we kind of all are walking out of class, and I'm like, now or never, now or never, come on, Sarah, do it, you know. <laughs> this is an intense battle within myself. And, um, and then I'm doing the, well, if it goes bad, I'm going to see him every week from here on out. What am I going to do? You know, all that stuff. <laughs> I know what you all thinking, because uh, we're all the same. We all think these things. No. <laughs> anyway, so, so I'm like, okay, just do it. Just, just. Okay. Hi, guys. How's it going? Um. So I heard you guys are like a year out of high school. Is that right? Yeah. So, okay. So, like, you both work or go to school. Okay, you go to school. So we start talking, and they start telling me what they're up to in life. And they really started opening up, which I was like, oh, good. This is not so bad. And um, so we kind of are walking and talking and crossing the street. And it becomes apparent that this young girl, that one that um, the Lord wants me to speak to, she works in a factory and um, 12-hour shifts, and she's just really, you know, works hard and um, got to pay the bills, she said. I'm like, wow, at 19, that's crazy. And um, so we get to the car, and I said, well, uh, I just felt like the Lord, when we were sitting in class, I heard God say to me that he wanted me to tell you something. Do you want to hear it? And she said, yeah. And I said, "Um, I don't know what you're going through in life. I don't really know anything about you, but God really wants you to know that he loves you, and he really values you. He values who you are, and he... He wants to be close to you. He knows that you are going through hard times sometimes. And when you do, he wants to let you know that if you ask for things to help you through those hard times, he'll give them to you. And the reason why I know this is because when I'm going through hard times, he, he you know, helps me out a lot. And I said, when, when you're going through things, and not, you know, I just started listing, you know, if you're anxious, if you're afraid, you know, if you're confused, just listing things. I said, he'll give you the good opposite thing because he's good. And so he'll give you 
peace. He'll give you joy. He'll give you clarity and like help you with decisions and all those things. And he, it's because he loves you that he wants you to know that. Anyway, so I just said some stuff like that. And the two girls were like, you know, wow. And the one girl, her friend was like, thank you so much. She was so thankful for her friend. And I said to her, he loves you too. You know, it's just today he told me to tell her this uh, potentially awkward moment there. And, um, and then the one girl said, wow, I, I would never have thought to do that before, but now I will. Thank you. You know, and I was just like, awesome. you know, and then I was like, all right, see you next week, guys. Talk to you later. And then I was in my car like, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus. You know, because it, it's, it's, it's hard to step out and, you, you know, sometimes you get people who are just like, okay, thanks. <laughs> so you're like, I trust that that's, you know, a seed planted, Lord. <laughs> But it's worth it. It is so worth it. It's just worth it to step out and to get over yourself and to just focus on them. You know, I I started realizing that when I would think about their value and how God feels about them and what might be going on in their life, I get over myself because I'm thinking more about them than I am myself. What, what, why do I have it within myself to deny the Lord? You know, or to, like, what is it in me that can actually withhold something so amazing from someone who needs it like that is up to me like that is such intensity you know like it could make or break someone's who knows what you know and that's what goes through my head too i'm like well they could die tomorrow and it would have been me not telling them you know you don't want to think those things i mean but it's the it's the reality of our place is one word and one thing can just make a huge world of difference and so why not go for it if you bomb you bomb if you don't awesome you know they're blessed. They get something. So it's what using what you have and offering it to the Lord. So I'm going to ask Israel Yoder to come on up because Israel has an amazing gift. We're going to talk about different people's giftings and how they're using it. So Israel has an amazing gift of faith, and he also has an amazing gift of giving, among other things. He's going to talk about that. Yeah, I want to tell you a story about something my God has done that's amazing, if you ask me. so I... Uh, I shared a quote last time from C.S. Lewis. He says, um, in in the whole aspect of giving, he makes the statement, I'm not sure one can settle how much one should give. The only safe bet is to give more than one can spare. And uh, things like that have stuck with me over my life. I've had many people that have inspired me to just press into giving and to be a generous person and and there's passages, you know, in, in the scripture, of course, all over where we're called to excel in the grace of giving. And so it's just been a, a mandate, I think, particularly for my life. And um, so I want to tell you this story about something God did that's just pretty special. So uh, my dad and I uh, have been involved in a ministry in India for probably six, seven years, something like that. It's an orphanage, a huge orphanage and a ministry that he, that also equips uh, native men to go into the bush and spread the gospel. And it's just been a joy to be a part of it. It's it's been amazing. So a couple of years ago, I had come off of a stretch of work where we were just doing good. I mean, we were doing really well. We had had a whole string of wonderful jobs that paid real good. And finances were amazing at that point. And and I got this stirring in my heart. I I wanted to give $5,000 to that ministry. And I'm thinking, you know, that's that's pretty good. That's a lot of money. You know, I think God's going to want this. And so 
I, um, I've used this passage of scripture in Proverbs where it says the lot is cast into the lap, but it's every decision is from the Lord. And I'll, I'll make very large decisions sometimes on a coin toss. And um, so I just kind of had a little moment there. It was in the evening and I, I said, Lord, you know, I, I really want to give this money to this ministry. And I'm just essentially asking your permission to give it. You know, why wouldn't you want five thousand dollars? So. I flipped the coin and it was tails and it was like, well, why wouldn't you want this money, Lord? I mean, good night. It seems kind of ridiculous. I thought you put this in my heart. And so I, it was the evening. I went to bed and I just could not sleep. I tossed and turned and kept my wife awake all night, I think. Just just couldn't figure this out. And probably through the night, I, I just got this strong sense like the Lord was inviting me. What about giving everything? You know, would you be interested in that offer? <laughs> Man, I mean, I was out of bed. I'm like, this can't be for real. <laughs> so, it was like four in the morning, something like that. I get down in my in my office and I'm just wrestling with this. Like, am I hearing you right, Lord? I mean, give everything and and uh, it just occurred to me. You know, I, I trusted God to flip a coin about five thousand. Why would I not have faith to trust him about everything? And, uh, man, I broke out in a cold sweat. I already knew what was going to happen if I flipped. I flipped that coin, and it was heads up, give everything, you know. And I just had a meltdown right then and there. I was, I'm just sweating profusely. I'm wringing my hands. I'm crying. I'm like, this, this is crazy. I mean, after all, Lord, we just had an amazing six months of work. So... I wrestled with it for a little bit, but I had made up my mind I was going to follow through. And I, I, I had a little stack of bills on my desk there that were due that week. And so I just opened up QuickBooks and I paid all my bills and balanced the checkbook. And I wrote a check out to the penny for to the ministry uh, at that moment for the balance of my checkbook. And it was zero, 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 zero. And I'm just like, I can't believe I just did that. <laughs> And um, put it in the envelope, seal the envelope. I lay it on my desk and like almost instantly. And we're talking, I'm pretty sure it was between four and five in the morning. Almost instantly after I sealed that envelope and laid it on the desk, the phone rings. I'm like, what the world is this, you know? And it was my dad calling and he was obviously shook up and emotional. And he said, son, he said, you have got to start praying. He says, we are having a an absolute crisis in India. He says the, the Hindus have moved in. They've, they're burning our churches. They're, they've killed a few people. The, the, um, the one orphanage had fled and was, they didn't know where all the kids were. They were out in the bush. It was horrible, you know. And it was just so confirming to me at that moment. I'm like, well, here I just went way out on a limb. And instantly I get confirmation that that was the right thing to do. And it was just overwhelming, you know, at that moment. And, and, and my little contribution, if you can call it that, was nothing, you know, in comparison to what these people were going through. And, and then incidentally, later, um, several months later, I found out that the, the, basically the exact amount of money that I had sent covered completely uh, a loan that the ministry had taken out from a, a Hindu organization. And it really was instrumental in relieving some of the uh, persecution that was involved there yeah. and the stress. So, go God. Yeah. Isn't that awesome?
what a gift of faith in action, you know. That is amazing. And, and he, what that move did was advance the kingdom of God in India. You know, he, from his office in Vandalia, Michigan, it did something to completely, you know, advance the kingdom of God in another country. Isn't that amazing? And he's still eating today. And he's still eating today. Gift, gifts in action. Mission possible. All right. Can I have Chloe come on up? Chloe has an amazing gift of intercession. And, um, among many things. And the prophetic, and she's going to share about how that has impacted the lost. So, um, recently I went on an amazing trip with my family um, to Myrtle Beach, and um, I got to spend time with my extended family, like my stepbrothers and stepsisters, and um, which doesn't happen very much. We're all very like busy people and um, have a lot going on. So, this was a really fun thing to be able to spend time with them and. Um, uh, like someone that God's put on my heart so much in the past few months has been my stepbrother and um, my oldest one, his name, well, you know, whatever. So my oldest stepbrother. So he, um, he, and like he's not saved, but he's just amazing. He's so creative and I just, I, I think he's awesome. He's hilarious too. So I, I'm spending time with him and we're, we're on the plane together and, um, he's never flown in a plane and so that was difficult. Um, it was like not difficult for me, but it was difficult for me to watch because I think he was having a hard time with the plane ride, um, due to grabbing the barf bag really quickly and just being like shaking and just like, like holding his head. I was like, oh my God. You know, and so um, I know that there's been just things that like he struggled with in the past, just and so like even anxiety, I think. And so I, I just knew that this was just like, oh man, he's anxious right now. Like he's not doing good. And so I really, I, I was just like praying in my, in my heart. I was like, oh Lord, like be with him. You know, like this is not fair. This is not right. I don't want him to have that feeling. And and um, and so it was. It, he got, we got through it. We ascended. We're fine. We're in the air, and he's kind of we've leveled out to a normal point. We're not shaking anymore. And, so, and then, like on the, I, I just knew the Holy Spirit wanted me to pray for him. And so I, I was like, ah. And so I said, hey, on the way down, if that happens again, can I pray for you? Because I don't want that to happen again. He's like, sure. I was like, okay. Whew. I was like, thank God, you know, and so that was fun, and like, it was not fun. I, I say the weirdest things sometimes to describe how I feel, um, but anyway, so we're on our way down, and it's, he starts to get a little bit, you know, I can see that it's affecting him again, and um, so I just put my hand on him, and my mom holds my hand, and then I think my mom's holding John's hand, and we're all just like, Lord, bless me, I don't want his brain to explode on the way down or something, you know. So anyway, so I, it was just a simple prayer, and so we pray on the way down, things are fine, and, and we like land and whatever. So throughout that whole day, we're just spending time together as a family, and I just have this like feeling in myself, like just kind of unsettledness and and so then, later that night, um, I end up spending time with my brother and sister, Corinne, his, his wife. Um, and she starts worshiping the Lord in our hotel room. And, and she just playing the guitar, worshiping. And all of a sudden, I just start, I just start thinking about Matt. And, and, um, and I just start crying. And I cannot stop crying. Like, it's just, like, so intense. And I'm, like, just feeling, like, 
like that anxiety that he feels and how unfair it is that he doesn't know that he can have complete peace. And so, like, I'm like, oh, Lord, I want him to have that. How easy would life be if he could just have that? Like, it's not about, like, it's not even about him having this radical encounter. Like, I just want him to have peace. Like, and so I'm just, I'm like, just crying and weeping and it's getting to the point where like I can't hold it in like I have a towel I have a pillow over my head and Corinne's kind of like Chloe um are you okay I'm like (laughs) and like my family doesn't know like you know that this is happening but then I get up and I'm like I can't breathe anymore because there's so much snot in my face and so I like have to get up to get some I have to get some Kleenex and she's like stops playing guitar and she just comes and she starts praying for me and I'm just like I don't know what's going on I at the time I I didn't really put it together because there's a lot of thoughts going on and I couldn't realize I didn't realize it immediately I, I knew that it was intercession because but but I didn't really know what to do with it and so Corinne was there and she just was like just pray into it just just pray for him right now and so I start praying for him and it just got kind of like I thought I was losing it I was starting to scream <laughs> like I was starting to like wail for him but it wasn't like I didn't feel overwhelmed because I know God's good I know that like the enemy can't win and it, like it just everything he does fails ultimately everything God does is going to win and so I'm just so I was so thankful you know I was like wow I know this is this is hard for him like but it was just like feeling what he was feeling so I could pray better for his heart like be like well I know what the enemy's trying to do now thank you Lord for making me aware and I just give this to you right now and I'm not going to be like and what the enemy was really trying to do is making me feel ashamed like why are you crying what why are you a blubbering like you know you know what I mean like he wanted to bring shame in and that's just that's what he wants to do to your gifting so watch out just don't listen um and just yeah I just was like no like this is just this is how God feels when he sees his children hurting you know and and I'm just going to connect with that and just you know and so it after that and I was able to end up praying for my whole family and I just it was really a blessing and so I just know, and it's happened multiple times in my life, but this just felt like it hit home more because sometimes family, it feels like, how do I, re- how do I reach them? They're so close, and I don't want them to feel like I reject them in any way by being like, well, this is me and my life, and that's yours, you know. But, like, when you just connect to God's heart for them, that moves him. Like, that, then you can pray accurately and strategically. And so that's where my heart's at. And it was, it was, such, it was such a good trip. It was amazing. So... Wow. Everybody's gifts are different, you know. Everybody has a different gift, and God can use whatever it is, even, you know, things that are unseen. You know, we don't know what that amazing gift of intercession in that moment accomplished in the spirit realm, but the Lord does, and I know that it was very powerful. You know, I bet it impacted the whole trip for their family. Um, Teresa Volmar, can I have you come up? Teresa has an amazing gift of, well, let's see. She's, I I think, I was just telling you today, I think she has a real strong gift of leadership. And also, um, she's really interested and loves hospitality and, and, um, as well, encouragement. And uh, she's going to talk about that. Thank you. Okay, so my story is, um, just about kind of embracing the life that I'm in in the moment and inviting other people to join me in that. So um, two years ago, a friend of mine invited me to a Mots group at her church, and it was so great for me. At the time, I had a four-year-old, a two-year-old, and a newborn, and just life is overwhelming at that stage. So it was great. I got to drop my kids off. They were lovingly cared for. I had a two-hour break to have breakfast peacefully with some other moms. And um, 
we had, there was like topics on mothering and it was just very encouraging to feel validated where you are. So um, after going for a while and inviting some friends from New Day to join me, um, we decided and I kind of had this thought like, why don't we just have a mops at New Day and for the moms here and um, we can have our own outreach to our community. So Pastor Cameron gave us his blessing to go for it. And my lovely sister, Marilee Menser, and some great friends, um, Caitlin Ives, Jennifer Wickey, and Ellen Gazy, the five of us all started a MOPS group here last fall. And our first year has been great. We had about 20 moms coming. Um, and it's a really cool spread of people because we have people from our church, other churches, people who don't attend anywhere, who wouldn't receive ministry, and also non-Christians that come in here once a month, and um, they're exposed. And um, MOPS is all about equipping and encouraging moms where they're at um, and, all, and through the love of Jesus. So they are receiving um, Jesus' love, and also for the moms who are Christians, growing one step closer to Jesus. So it's great. Um, this summer we're taking a break from those meetings, and we're having park play dates, which is filling a huge need because every week we have more moms coming and we're like who is inviting these people and it's great so I think we've had like at least one or two new moms every week and so we're excited to see what's going to happen in the fall as they join in with us and um, just I love um, hospitality and encouragement and seeing just the mission of moms and where I am all combined together is very exciting. So good. That's so good, right? So you've seen examples of, of different people that have different giftings that are all taking their giftings to share God's love with people. They're doing the Great Commission. They're living it with their gifts that they have right here today. And so the encouragement for you today is to think about where you've got an area in your life, where you, where you know you have a strength, where you have a passion, where you have a gifting, an interest even, you know? Like if you like playing softball, there's people that don't know Jesus that play softball. I can guarantee that. <laughs> that's how your brother got saved. That's, that's awesome. And so I, we, we just want to encourage you today. In 2 Timothy um, 4, verse 5, it says, But you be watchful in all things. Endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. Do the work of, that's for all of us. Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. And I love that because that to me is taking the giftings that you have, your ministry, and, and showing people God's love. And the, the thing is, at the end of the day, what our job to do is to do is to, get, is to give people an experience with God's love. Yeah. Ultimately, that's it. You know, one of the roles of the Holy Spirit is to bring conviction it's not necessarily our role to bring conviction. Now, obviously, sometimes that happens, but it's the Holy Spirit's role to do that. It's our role to show people the love of God. It's our role. Now, let me be clear. I'm not just saying you should be nice. We, we'll be nice, but the love of God, it's the kindness of God that brings people to repentance. 
right? It's, it's love. And so I want to be clear that I'm not, I'm not saying we don't talk about Jesus and we kind of just be nice to people and love people. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about that deep, passionate, compassionate love that God has for people imparted into us, us giving that to other people, pouring with the gifts that we have right now today and pouring that into the people that we rub shoulders with every day. Do you want to close? I mean, close. All right. Let's so let's just pray. Let's just pray. All right. So, Father, yeah, if you want to get into receiving mode, uh, however you want to do that physically, sometimes opening your hands or just closing your eyes. We just Father, we just uh, say yes to embracing what you've given to us. What you've poured into us, the gifts, the um, passions, the excitement, the interest that we have, God. And Lord, I just pray that you will cause us to pour your love into people's lives through those things, those giftings and those abilities. Lord, I pray for an anointing on this church to be commissioned to do the mission, Father. That there will be a, just a commissioning today to go and to make disciples, to go and to love and to just pour your love out on people, Father. We just pray for an anointing on this church in the name of Jesus. Amen. So, um, so in a, next week, and there's going to be an announcement about this, we're not going to be here. We're going to be at Jesus Loves Kalamazoo. It's downtown. Um, but that following